welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I have something a little bit different for us today. Uh, I was actually stuck when I was deciding as to what to run this morning. Uh, so I have two topics uh, that I want you all to vote on. And I'm going to edit the pin linked just for a second that I'm doing this with Sarah's approval to one of my stories, because I have a pull up on one of my stories. And what I want you all to do, the folks that are here, because um, I know that we have a lot of people in the audience and we have a lot of people on stage, is I want to know yeah. which topic. He, What's he that? will talk my head off, especially when he brings the other guy with him, too. Oh, Hopefully I won't talk your head off. Uh, actually, I will, and I, I'm going to enjoy doing it. So what I want you to do is I want you to head to that link that I just pinned or just click into my Instagram profile and uh, find my stories. And I want you to vote for which topic you want to go over today. So we have two options. One option is fear-based marketing. And the other option is a visioning exercise.
Now, I've done both uh, of these types of talks in my different segments. If this is your first time you're hearing me, by the way, let me introduce myself while you guys go vote on which topic you want to hear today between fear-based marketing or the visioning exercise. So my name is Anais Kanuna. I am an aligned marketing strategist, coach, and fractional CMO. I help spirit-led entrepreneurs clear the noise of the shoulds of marketing so that they can lean into their values and ethics and show up in right relationship with their marketing practice. So I'm gonna go ahead and check real quick this story to see where we're at with this voting. And also, by the way, if y'all just wanna unmic and let me know which of these two uh, topics you wanna hear if you're here on stage, I am down to hear. It looks like right now we're four to three for fear-based marketing. Uh, so if somebody, ha uh, if you do wanna put in your vote, just Go ahead and do that now. Otherwise, we're gonna dive into fear-based marketing, which is a fun topic. All right, I'm doing one more refresh. Yep, fear-based marketing it is, y'all. All righty, let me go ahead and change this link real quick. Multitasking is not my forte, so forgive me while I go a little bit quiet and change it back to the Breakfast with Champions link. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Actually, if there's a mod that can do that for me so I can dive in, I would super appreciate that. Actually, let me just do it real quick. Breakfast with champions. I love that this link is super easy. Dot live. Alrighty. And we should be there. Yay, I did it. I think I did it. If, if, if I didn't do it correctly, if another mod can take over and change that, I'd love that. All right, so fear-based marketing. First things first, I'm a very, very big believer that there are a whole lot of messengers that can deliver the message that you are ready to hear today. And I might be it for you, and I also might not be. <laughs> All right, I have zero interest in being the guide for everybody because that frankly sounds super exhausting. So with that said, my invitation to you to approach this information with an open mind and an open heart. Uh, and if you do not also have to be a heck yes to this information, in order to allow a seed to be planted, right? If you resonate with what I'm sharing, lean in. And if it's not for you, that's totally okay too. You are the expert on you and what has worked for me and my clients might not work for you. So take what resonates and compost the rest. I will also say and, and warn y'all that we have a full hour together today. So this is not just gonna be me talking at you for an hour because frankly, I don't want to do that. And also, this is a topic that usually brings up a lot of uh, self-reflection. And again, I said it earlier, like I, I really believe that all of us carry wisdom and medicine that is important for us to share, right? There's a reason why Breakfast with Champions believes in everybody having a seat at the table. And it's because our, you know, we each carry individual, you know, uh, we all have different areas of expertise, of skill sets, of gifts, gifts of wisdom and lived experiences. And when we share and receive uh, receive these, we can support, ignite, we can teach, we can reflect, we can affirm. And if you, so if you're gonna feel called to share, please know that that opportunity is going to be available for you. Uh, so fear-based marketing. Uh, so we're gonna dive in a little bit. And again, like the reminder is, is that like, ugh, Oh, here, let me let me set this reminder. One of the other things that I'm very big, big believer in is two millimeter shifts. So I, I do have zero interest in like turning your world upside down. What I am interested in is perhaps changing or opening your worldview by simply two millimeters, because there is a saying that if you can change someone's perspective by one millimeter, you can change their world. So simply just be open to uh, a little seed again, that little seed being planted. So first we're gonna dive into some story time because I love story time. Uh, so five years ago, which is actually not that long ago, I had a pretty epic catalyst of life changes. All right, you ready for this? My dog died, my, I sold my business, I moved across the country, I left my abusive hu husband. So basically all areas of my life that I had built up I actually shut down and this was all within a three week span. So looking back at it, it was probably the most like Sagittarius way of doing all of that. Because, you know, I don't know if you all know astrology at all, but fire signs and Scorpio sometimes just have to burn things down once they hit that uh, hit that point and burn they did, which included me burning out 
incredibly hard because my body could finally rest after being in fight or flight or fawn or freeze mode for over 10 years. And that mode was not just because of the relationship, but also with business and friendships. So although um, I will also say though, like of that, that response, the fight, flight, fawn or freeze, I was usually in the fawn mode until the fight mode came out. But even so, like that puts your body in a, um, in a trauma response, right? Your nervous system is constantly activated, which makes it incredibly difficult for you to, first of all, like rest and recover. And as a business owner, it makes it incredibly difficult to market yourself in a way that is not rooted in fear since your body is always in a fear response. Right. So in this burnout, I ended up doing a whole lot of reflecting on the choices that I had made and why I had made those choices. And I had I had restarted therapy, which a uh, big fan and I definitely recommend everybody goes to therapy for at least one season of their life. And as I was looking at all the aspects of my life that I had just burned down, the same ones that I had spent so much time building and maintaining and tending to, I realized that I had a clean slate and there was a lot of magic in a clean slate, right? It's an amazing feeling. And what's super neat about a, a clean slate is that you can build whatever the heck you want on it and you can be whoever you wanna be. So a little question that I just wanna drop in here for you to ask yourself is what choices would you make if you had a clean slate? Would you show up differently if you had a clean slate? Now, Sarah earlier was talking about show up people and one of the things that, that was mentioned, at least in the reflections, again, I have to go back to listen to the rest of the segment since I am on West Coast time. But one of the things is, uh, that was mentioned is like sometimes the newer friends in your life are the people that show up for you. And if you think about why that is, it's because you get to start off with a clean slate with them, right? You get to show up as you are and there's not all of this, um, like a lot of times we, we tend to pigeonhole people into who they are at the time that we meet them, as if we're not always growing, evolving humans and beings. So rather than approaching them with curiosity time and time again and giving them a clean slate, essentially every time, uh, we, we tend to lock them into the, the identities that we want them to hold or that we know them to hold from that one time we met them a while back, right? So that's like that, that energy of like new friends can show up for you is the same with this clean slate. Right? So if you had a clean slate, what different choices would you make? So with this clean slate that I had, I decided that I wanted to leave a positive impact on the world. I no longer wanted to amplify the multinational developers that would stage, literally, literally stage images of wildlife preservation for their marketing brochure or the corporations where I was the only woman in the meeting room and all questions would be directed to my male business partner, despite him literally being an accountant. Uh, not, not to hate on accountants, by the way, it's just for the business we were running. I was the one who had the knowledge. Or these were like the same meetings where, you know, like I'd be followed out of the room and like a hand would gently graze my rear end. You know, like this would, these were not the type of people that I wanted to spend my precious energy and you know amplifying i was going to serve the people who are creating positive impact and are brave enough to go after their dreams are brave enough to go after what spirit is leading them to so in this work i had to really re-examine everything that i knew about marketing and influencing people uh, and also assess if the end goal really is just sales right so much time in our businesses and when we're, we're, we're pursuing entrepreneurship we center profits. We center how much money we can make, how much money can we get for this from this individual client, rather than centering a more cohesive ecosystem, which yes, includes profits, but it's not the only one. All right. So, oh, let me, I lost my place. One second, please. So as I re-examined all of these things, um, I also got, got to dive into the specifics of the marketing practices. And what's really interesting is like, these were marketing practices, by the way, like I'm gonna list some of them that I was really good at. And also they were deeply, deeply rooted in a culture that I could no longer stand to be a part of. And if I'm gonna name actually the culture, it's supremacy culture. And we'll dive into that a little bit more, but I know that's a, that's a, a big uh, thing to throw out right now. So well, let's, let's center, you know, traditional marketing, right? So traditional marketing is very much rooted in fear. 
So we see it in tactics that are guaranteed to convert, 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 right? So traditional marketing tells us that you have to lean into people's pain. That's copywriting 101. Identify the pain, agitate the pain, and then sell your solution. But don't just sell your solution you know, as one of the many solutions. Sell it as the only one that could possibly be right for this person. Tell them that if they act now, they can get 10% off and oh, there's only one spot left. Oh, and did you forget this in your cart? Let me email you without consent. Or let's follow you around the internet with uh, this ad that you also didn't consent to, right? Or even better, let's add some fake deadlines. Let's make people feel the pressure. Let's fake the live webinars along with the fake participation in the fake webinars, fake live webinars, I'm sorry. And all of this taps into and exploits the fear of the people on the other side of the screen. So what's really intriguing to me is that it also exploits the fear of the person who is marketing. Let me let me kind of like reframe this. So to me, like what does this person really believe about their product or service if they need to use fear for people to make a purchase? To me, that is one of the biggest reflections of lack of confidence in your product or your service. Right. So if you're choosing to manipulate people into buying what you have, how much do you actually believe in your offering? And again, like this is this is coming like, let me just remind you all, this is coming from a non judgmental place. Like I was doing this, living this, making a living off of this. Right. And also, like this is what we what we're, we teach is the norm in marketing. Right. So while we ponder that, let me take this into a different direction, one that you might have actually more experience in. And, you know, like, again, like I've done all of this. So I speak from experience and not from judgment. <laughs> and also as someone who's like kind of come to the other side and found practices, by the way, there are other practices that don't lean into fear. And that still lets you make money and have a sustainable, beautiful business that also like feeds your soul and feeds the people you're serving. It's all possible. So something that I see happen quite frequently, especially as I've leaned away from the agency model and into like consulting, coaching and fractional CMO work is this scenario. A brilliant human, an entrepreneur is launching a product or service, right? It's in their zone of genius. They're really good at what they're doing. They're going to serve a lot of people for it. There's a need for it. So they start a course or they hire a coach to guide them through the marketing of it. And for the next two to three months, they are hitting their social media, their emails, their entire marketing strategy hard, right? Every time you log into Instagram, they have a new post and it's thrilling and engaging and you love it. And it's beautiful. The messaging is fine tuned and clear. They launch, they service the offering, and then they disappear for about six months or maybe more. Now, me being a good show up, good friend, and also a nosy person, that usually means that they get a text from me. And the text usually says like, hey, dot, 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 you good? Just to open up the, you know, the conversation and then usually it moves to a call. And the answer to that question has never been yes when they go through this process. It's always, I hit a wall. I'm super burnt out. I made great money and I'm also exhausted. I'm in recovery mode. So y'all, why are we building businesses? Why are we using marketing practices that we need to recover from? So this is also a type of fear-based marketing. Oh, I think I hear a hot mic. Right, this is also a type of fear-based marketing, thinking that you have to show up in a way that does not honor you may indicate that you might carry a belief that you is not enough or that you don't deserve to succeed unless you trick people into believing that you're this person who shows up every day on social media, even though you hate it. Or maybe let's not go to that extreme, right? Maybe you dip your toe in and you post consistently for two to three weeks and then the fear takes over, the limiting beliefs take over, or even the trauma response takes over and you go back into hiding. All right, so I'm going to go on a little bit of this tangent because I, I talked a little bit about trauma response earlier as well, right? And trauma response does show up in your marketing. 
And I, I know that some ears are tingling because every time I bring this up, my DMs get flooded with validation. And also this is your invitation that uh, if you want to affirm any of this, like, first of all, I'm gonna open up the mics in a little bit and you can like tell me how this is landing on you. And also y'all, I am a middle child. Validation is a huge, uh, or rather like words of affirmation is one of my love languages. So if any of this resonates, like, please let me know. And if it doesn't also let me know y'all, like that's, I'm cool with it too. So going back to this, this trauma response in your marketing. So first, one of the things about aligned marketing is that we root everything in your values and your core values. And then once we have get really clear on your core values, that's how we build your strategy, right? And your core values are deeply, deeply rooted in trauma. Now, I didn't make the rules. This is something that I discovered and have it's just been confirmed time and time again, both in my own work and through the work that I've done with clients. So your core values are intrinsically tied to either what you lacked growing up or what you had an abundance of growing up. All right, let me repeat that. Your core values are tied intrinsically to either what you lacked growing up or what you had an abundance of. That's your why. Why you embody these business, these values in your business and in your life, it's because you know the pain and suffering of not having that value in your life. For example, like I'm going to give personal examples here because y'all, I have no problem sharing personal examples. So like my mother was born uh, and raised in France. My father was born and raised in Tunisia. I was raised in a third country called the United States. And growing up, I didn't quite feel like I understood or belonged anywhere. Um, and one of my core values now is connection. Right. And then my parents also like being immigrants and both having traumatic experiences as Jewish people in lands where anti-Semitism is the norm meant that they were incredibly controlling and I had zero freedom. So no surprise that one of my core values is also freedom. And then uh, these are the values that I choose to embody in my work. There's a reason if y'all were listening to the top of this segment, there's a reason why I started off with I might not be your messenger. Right. Because there's freedom in that for me. And there's also freedom in that for you where you don't have to agree with me, right? And we can still connect as humans, right? So how I choose my language is, is rooted into those values. And on the flip side of it, like if you had an abundance of something that eased your suffering, that is also how you create your core value. So one of my clients um, has a core value of helping folks create generational wealth and also connection. And for her, it's because her mother passed when she was very young. And her mother set her up financially. And she also set her up with deep connections with other mother figures so that even though she didn't have her biological mother, she had this crew of other mothers that could show up for her. Right. And one another one of my clients who is building a course to teach underrepresented communities how to day trade, she has a core value of accessibility because she had an abundance of access to this information as a woman of color and she wants to share it. She sees the disparity in that information, right? So again, your core values are intrinsically, intrinsically tied to, uh, to your childhood, what you either had a lack of or what you had an abundance of growing up. So what, is, uh, so what does this mean when you're bullying yourself into marketing in a way that leans into you showing up as someone different? Right. If our core values are linked to trauma and you're bullying yourself to show up in a way that doesn't actually honor you, there's a likelihood of a trauma response when you go out and do your marketing. And we see it all the time also in like clubhouse marketing rooms. Right. The answer of how do I do better on social media is be more visible. But what if being visible was not safe? What if speaking out as a child uh, coded in you the belief that harm will come if too many people see you? Or that like, you know, you can't actually follow through on things, right? That was a big one for me with my ADD is like, oh, you don't follow through on everything. So when I started my marketing with my very first business at the ripe old age of 20, it was that fear of like, oh, but if I show up, then people, you know, like that ADD would kick in. It's like, what if I can't then service it, right? What if I don't have the capacity or the capability? So you better believe that when you're, you're trying to force yourself to show up in your marketing, in this way that your automatic, uh, your autonomic nervous system is going to kick into survival mode, right? And there is a reality where you can market in a way that is authentic to you, that tends to your needs, and also invites the clients that you want to work with to work with you, right? And there is a price to pay for it, right? 
the price you pay is that you have to bring your truth forward instead of ignoring it and faking it until you make it. The price that you pay is your healing, is you tending to yourself, is you being honest with yourself. And I am a very, very big believer that when you are in right relationship with your entrepreneurship, it creates a healing path that stretches across all different aspects of your life. And I will even go as far as to say, because I've seen it with my work, that marketing can be one of these healing modalities. When you start to see how your traumas and how your fears are showing up in your marketing, you can then address it, right? It will bring it to your awareness. So I'm going to open up the, the mics here, right? Because uh, I, again, like I really, really, really believe that we all carry medicine and wisdom. Um, and we all have different areas of expertise. We all have different skill set and gifts and lived experiences. And when shared and received, these can support, they can ignite, they can teach, reflect, affirm. And if you feel called to share, like know that it is because there might be some medicine in what you have to share for the other folks here in the room. And if you feel called to share and you want to remain anonymous, that is also an option for you. You can DM me, uh, just let me know that you want to stay anonymous and I can share it with the room without naming you. Or if you feel called to share, uh, but only want to do it privately, again, middle child, I love validation and words of affirmation. You are more than welcome to do it in my DMs. So here's the questions I would like to ask for folks. Uh, and actually, let's let's do a quick mic flash if y'all have something to share about this, and I'm going to pose a couple of questions. All right, I'm hearing some mic flashes, I think. Jinga ching, did I hear some mic flashes? Anise, I'd love to hear the questions again, because I'll, I'll be candid. I, I missed the questions that were answering to Sarah. Oh, I haven't even said them. So you're good. Oh, I'm like, I'm <laughs> so the questions. I missed the questions. <laughs> Can I ask? <laughs> so the question. Ask yeah. People in the room. Y'all, if you see that little um, recycle button at the bottom left, if you can share this room out, because one of the things I love about Anise is that, you know, she and I came up together in rooms where we really workshopped and we really engaged. And when we talk about in Breakfast with Champions, everyone having a seat at the table, we really wanna hear from you in this segment. We want it to be fully interactive. So share it out, tell people to come in the room and be a part of the conversation. Yes, thank you, Sarah. All right, so here, there's actually, there's a couple questions that I asked during the segment. There's one that I'm gonna bring up again uh, that I wasn't intending to, but for some reason I'm feeling called. So I'm gonna follow that instinct. So one of the questions I had earlier is if you had a clean slate, how would you show up, right? If, and you can answer that in whatever way you feel compelled to. And then there's other questions that I'd be curious about is how would you approach your marketing if you knew like in the core of your, like, of your bones that the way that you like to show up is the way that you'll connect with the people you want to serve, how would you approach your marketing? So with that, let's see actually a quick uh, mic flashes to see who wants to kind of approach either of those questions or generally just reflect back on uh, fear-based marketing. Damien, I see you and you've got a party balloon. So I'm going to hand the mic to you. Uh, good morning, all. Nice to see you. Um, I think you're you're just speaking such beautiful truth about the importance of First of all, knowing yourself well enough to know how you want to show up, but also the power of, of understanding that what works for somebody else is not going to work for you. You have to live your version of the truth with this and it's never going to look like somebody else's, right? So I think that the beautiful takeaway here is know yourself well enough to know who you are, to know how you want to show up. Because without that first step, it doesn't matter what marketing plan you put into place or what advertising you create, whether it's, you know, brand culture or story form or flashy ads, it doesn't matter. Because if you're not coming from that place of understanding who you are or as a brand, who you are as a brand, um, I think you're just never going to be able to land it. So for me, luckily I'm an old dude who's been through this crazy game long enough. Um, I'm, I'm a good human first person. It doesn't matter what we're doing. doesn't matter how big the team gets. If you're not a good human, I don't want to work with you because I don't have space in my life for things that are going to make people or the world or our culture worse off than it is right now. So how do I show up? Good human first, open ears, open arms. And then we implement the aspects of the business plan, the marketing plan, 
that communicate what that brand message is to everybody else. Thanks. I love that share, Damien. Yeah, that's that's such a good point, right? And also, look, I do want to say though, like, because this this journey of getting to know who you are is always evolving. Like that is the thing that is super cool about this work is that who I mean, and I I sometimes say this in the, the sessions I lead with the membership space aligned visionaries, but I really hope that when I watch the videos that I shared a year ago, that I have grown like I notice the growth. Right. So part of this exploration of getting to know who you are is also being open to the idea that what worked for you six months ago, even last week, might not be the game anymore. That might not be what's right for you in this moment and being open to being informed by that information. Right. And if we approach it with curiosity, if we approach it with, um, again, this clean slate energy. Right. So we talked about early, like uh, Sarah, I brought up about how you were saying that, that, you know, new friends will show up for you. And like to me, there's this energy of like a clean slate. And I talked a little bit about what happened five years ago where I had a clean slate. But it's, it's you get to have a clean slate for yourself as well. Right. The clean slate is not just outward facing. It's also inward facing. Like if you could wipe off the regrets, the, you know, like the disappointments or even like the, the dreams and aspirations that you had that no longer fit. Who are you then? Who do you choose to be in this moment? And then approach and then create a marketing plan from there. Right. I feel like it's so funny, like when I whenever I give this context around marketing, uh, because it feels like this is such big work. And then marketing is such it, it really is just a reflection of the work that you do in getting to know yourself. And how you want to show up. All right, I have a share. Um, actually, I have a question in my my DMs. Uh, I have a red bar, so I don't want to disrupt the flow. Uh, I am the brand. So what are some things I can do to influence others to support and really purchase uh, merchandise I've created for my brand? So I actually really love this question. So when we talk about marketing from uh, a place of values and a place of ethics, what I really want you to explore is you're putting like, I'm not saying throw marketing out the window entirely. Like y'all, I am a marketing strategist. I still believe in marketing. To me though, the way that I define marketing is a conversation. It's a two-way conversation. Let me be clear between two, two people, right? Or one to many, but there's a two-way conversation happening. So how do you do your marketing as someone who's a brand who wants someone to make, you know, purchases? First of all, like it's entirely up to you. So what's right for me is going to be entirely different for you. Um, that being said, one of the things that, that has worked really well with my practice is that I will ask questions, right? So if, if you lean to, and again, I was a traditional marketer before I was more of a values-based marketer, an ethical marketer. So I will... Like I know how to tap into that strategy. And then I'll, I mean, I start now from our values, right? So how you do your marketing starts with your values, get really clear on who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. And to me, maybe it's because it's my superpower, uh, but to me, then usually a marketing plan naturally arises. So for example, um, I have a jeweler who's one of my clients and integrity is one of her core values. And what that means for her in her marketing plan is that she realized as we were doing her core values work that she needs to show up because she is the gemologist. She is the one who has all these awards uh, for innovative design and, and jewelry. Like, so if she wants to show up in integrity, that means that she has to show up and be front facing in her company. Right. So as you do your core values work, you are going to get ideas for how to do your marketing. And then when it comes time to like asking people to purchase. Right. I think just inviting people to purchase people will be a yes to it if they're a yes to it. Right. And I talked earlier about these fake deadlines and like these these fake pressure things. I have a no to like the fake deadlines and also as someone who runs like live programs. We do live in a reality where time is real, right? So if I teach a class at 10 a.m. Pacific time on a Friday and you sign up at 3 p.m. Pacific time on a Friday, you're going to miss it. That's just the reality of the limitations of the world we live in, right? So I, I have a no to creating fake deadlines for the sake of creating sales and for pressuring people. I have a yes to informing people like, hey, this is a live class. This starts at 10 a.m. If you want to join it, you have to join before that, right? Do you, is there, um, is that a clear difference for y'all? Does that make sense? Yes. Definitely. Awesome. Yep. Yay. 
All right, I hope that answered your question. Is there somebody else that wants to grab a mic or have a share? I can repeat the questions too if y'all want. I definitely would like to uh, jump on this because this is such a juicy topic. This is Manny up right next to uh, Glenn, if that's okay, Anais. Yes, yes, please. Well, from my uh, musical space, first of all, those of you who don't know me, uh, this is the voice of Manny Cabo, and I'm an entertainer. And I completely agree. First of all, Damien crushed it before. And ironically, this has been a, uh, a narrative that has been discussed so many times on my own personal podcast. And we're talking some top-tier people, Grammy Award-winning producers, engineers. And it's all about integrity, to echo what you were saying, Anise, because in order for you to come from a place of service, you truly have to dissect yourself, which means put ego all aside and say, well, what the hell inspires me? What do I feel passionate about? What do I want to do to offer something more uh, um, exhilarating? something more fulfilling for people to uplift themselves, you know? And I'm coming from my space of entertainment, you know, as an editorial music photographer and as a performer, I get to bridge that gap. But I've also endured a, um, a myriad, plethora, pick an Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Adjective of doldrums and hardships in this industry, but I could also share how I overcame them. Now the caveat is, you can't do it from a place of just for financial gain. You have to do it unconditionally, really and truly and earnestly want to help people with your message. And you can't do it for the followers. If you come from a place of service, right, and you do it with, with the heart intended first, then the followers will come. The finances will come. You'll feel better about yourself because, listen, I'm overwhelmed. I just lost everything in the flood. Um, and I'm rebuilding. So on top of what I'm already trying to do, if I invest my time in my passions, right, and I know that it's going to service my community, my ecosystem of artists, that's fulfilling in itself. And it gives me an additional impetus to keep doing what I do because essentially it's not work. But again, you talked about integrity. You have to be honest with yourself because I've realized it is impossible to consistently be someone that you're not 24 hours a day. I refuse to do it, and, and you're crazy uh, to think that you can do that. So with that being said, I'll yield the mic back to you. Great topic, and thanks for um, bringing it to our attention. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that share, too. Like, I'm sitting with um, with what you just shared, that it's impossible to be someone else 24-7. And that's that's so true. And like I'm thinking back to, like, five years ago when I got my clean slate, like, the, the relief and also the anxiety that comes when you give, oh, I just got a red bar, so hopefully I'm not in the matrix and it's gone. So like the the anxiety as well as the relief that comes with you finally stepping into who you truly are, right? Anxiety, because if you're used to always putting on a face, sometimes it can feel unsafe to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do me anyways. And relief, because it's exactly what Manny said, it's impossible to show up as someone else. And beyond that, it also, it takes so much energy, so much brain power to constantly be trying to fit into a box that is not yours. Absolutely. And in this industry, you know, they call BS really, really quickly. And you do not want to have people question your integrity, especially your loyal fans and that tribe that you've worked so hard to build. So 100% a nice... Yeah, thanks. The other thing that uh, that you brought up, which, um, gosh, sometimes my ADD gets the best of me and I have like 14 different directions I want to take it in. And then my mind is like, OK, well, we're not going to make a decision <laughs> on all these and you're not going to remember a single one. So that's what just happened uh, because so many different topics came up for me with this. Uh, but one of the other things that I thought was really interesting is that you were you were sharing that you want to be of service first and that the rest will come. And that's something that I think um, that that's a little bit different when you do values-based approach uh, to your marketing versus traditional marketing. So when it comes to traditional marketing, usually folks will tell you if you focus on one customer persona, let that be the one that makes you the most money, right? Because then you'll have the money you need to go do everything else and serve all the other uh, all the other customers that you want to serve. 
And and I to me, the thing that has worked most um, in in the most right relationship is actually something a little bit different. Is instead of trying to service the one client that will make you most money, I want you to focus, especially in the beginning, on the one client that if you could only work with that one client for the rest of your career, you would be happy to do it. Right, because there is a different type of exchange that happens when you're happy to be in service with this type of client. And what naturally happens when you're servicing the client that also fills your cup, right? And it doesn't just have to be financially, is that then again, it's that energy expands and amplifies beyond that. And then the people who are the other customer personas will also show up. But at least you have your cup full first, because again, you can't pour from an empty cup and you cannot build a sustainable business that does not sustain you. So I had another question in the chat. So what does a person uh, who in the chat in the back channel, that's what it's called here. So what is a person who doesn't like doing videos on social media, but believes that they have a great subscription service to offer? Do they ask someone else to do the social media marketing? Um, I love this one. I'm gonna read it again. So what is a person who doesn't like doing videos uh, on social media, but believes they have a great subscription service to offer? Do they ask someone else to do uh, their social media marketing? Um, so A, that's absolutely a possibility. And B, my question to you would be, why don't you like doing videos? And the reason I ask this, it's not to put you on the spot, it's because we really need to, to understand, again, we have to start with, with you. We have to start with why, right? So is it that you don't like videos, being on videos, because it's a fear response, right? So I will, I will share myself in this. Like I really did not like being on camera or being on videos. I had a stutter growing up. I had to go to speech therapy, like the whole nine. Even speaking in front of stages used to like make me literally want to throw up. Um, and then I started <laughs> speaking at conferences. Yay. Uh, but one of the things that I examined for myself was like, I didn't like showing up in that way because the, it was attached to my fear. So when I started to, to realize that, I realized like, okay, well, this is, I then asked like, is this a fear that I want to heal? Right? Because you also, by the way, you have the option to stay as you are. That is available to you. Like I, I am not one of these believers of like, hey, let's force you to, to heal in a way that you're not ready to, because that is again, supremacy culture. And it is again, like still bullying you. The timing that you want to heal in is the right timing for you, right? So for me, what that meant is that, uh, it meant that I started speaking at conferences and being comfortable with that. Cause I'm like, okay, well, at least there's no replay of it. If I mess up, oh, well, there'll only be like the hundred or so people in the room. Um, and then after, like during the pandemic, I decided to start doing Instagram lives once a week. And that really opened me up. And one of the things that I think is really cool about, you know, doing ethical and values-based marketing is that you get to be human and you get to have grace and you get to grow. So if you were to go back to my Instagram and check, check out, like, I guess it was almost two years ago at this point my original videos, I say flat out, like y'all, I am not comfortable with these IG lives. And also I'm here because there's information, there's people that are hurting in their business right now. I'm usually speaking this at conferences, but I'm gonna speak it to y'all now because this is the time that we're in and there's a time of need and I wanna be of service, right? So the first question I would ask you again is like, if you don't like being on videos on social media, first of all, why don't you wanna be on, on videos on social media? And if you discover it's like, hey, it's just really not my thing and it has nothing to do with fear or trauma or anything else, then I would ask you like, why do you think you need to show up on videos on social media, right? I feel like because we're in this social audio world uh, and all of us have, like, we do a lot of social media marketing that seems to be the most prevalent type of marketing that, that we're faced with day in and day out, we think that we need to have a super robust social media marketing uh, strategy in order to have a super successful business. My first two businesses had zero social media marketing. And with my first business, I ended up having like a wait list of six months for folks to work with me. And again, zero social media marketing because there are a lot of other types of marketing, including, by the way, networking, being in rooms like this and showing up for people, building genuine connections is one of the best types of marketing that you can do, right? 
So once you discover, okay, like why am I avoiding the, the videos? Do I actually want the videos? Is it a need or is it again, me seeing everybody else do videos so I feel the need to tend to it? Then I would, I would let that inform like, okay, yes, it doesn't come. So if it doesn't come from fear that you're not showing up in videos, and if you do think that it's necessary for your business, then yes, I would hire a social media manager. If it is rooted in fear why you're not showing up on your videos, then I would examine that first. All right, I hope, I hope that answered. Oh, here, uh, there's an anonymous answer. So the anonymous answer is, is I don't trust social media platforms. I believe I can find an audience and concentrate on them without rather than having to worry about content. And yes, I think it's because we hear the message so much about social media, about being on social media. Yeah. So that's interesting that I don't trust social media platforms. I'd be curious to dive into that more. And also like, I wanna make sure, um, we're gonna have this discussion that's still in my DMs. Yeah, and, and I do, I agree with you. I do believe that you can also find the audience and concentrate on them rather than worrying about content. The question is though, then for you, is how do you do it? In what ways are you gonna build and tend to that relationship if not on social media, right? And that's, that's, not, a, that's not a judgmental question, by the way. Like there's so many different other platforms that you can, you can connect with folks. I really appreciate that question. Um, do we have, let me see. Let me see if there's any other anonymous ones in my, yes. Let me see if there's any other anonymous questions. If not, doo -doo -doo -doo. I think we're good. Feel free to unmic if y'all have something to add in. I'd love to hear your reflections. Also, like if this is like new information for y'all, I would love to hear how it's hitting or how it's landing rather. I just want to say thank you um, to you and Manny. You've provided so much value and I really um, appreciate your content this morning. Thank you. Ah, thank you, Tony Mo. I appreciate you appreciating I like to... me. I, I echo that. And I, I wanted to add something in addition to that. And man, these topics are so juicy. I wish I didn't have a hard stop because I have so much to say uh, only because I've, I've lived these experiences. And again, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Anis. It's all about fear-based decisions. And I tell everybody, listen, you wanna get over your fear, the quickest way to um, empower yourself and deplete the power of the fear is to face those fears. Now, for me, I always counsel people, well, listen, if you don't like doing video, the only way to get over that is to constantly keep doing video. Now, here's the cool thing about that, right? And you could practice in private. We all have smartphones. Put it on record and just do it over and over until you're so frustrated that eventually it'll just click, right? And you pretty soon you realize, wow, this isn't so bad. And here's a second part of that that is huge. When I, uh, when I had the flood happen, right, and everyone used to see me perform doing my lives, I was happy. I went live and in my fullest, I mean, I'm talking, I can't be any more vulnerable than I was during that time. And can I tell you, I wasn't done up, I didn't have jewelry on, I wasn't singing, I wasn't content, I was just basically letting everybody know, listen, it, this is a tragic experience, right? Letting people know who Manny truly was. And when you couple that with your message and you show the world your vulnerability, just like you said, guys, I'm sorry, I, I'm terrible at doing videos, but the reason why I'm on here is my service and my message is more powerful than my own fear. That's when you're going to start noticing people are like, wow, Manny's actually pretty cool. He's not the, the singer or the photographer or the podcaster. He's Manny and he's real. So that's one element that I certainly want you guys to uphold. The next time you say to yourself, I'm scared about doing something, ask yourself, is my fear going to uh, overrule the power of my message? Because if that's just a tiny block, then all you need to do is uh, entertain the element of persistence. You know, it's like a bodybuilder. When you go into the gym over and over, it's reps. Practice being fearless. And soon enough, you will be fearless. Don't just take it for face value. I'm like, well, I don't need to be on video. So maybe start a podcast. It's full audio. The only way and the only person you need to blame is yourself when you do not get your message out into the world. And that's a tough pill to swallow. But one pill that I, I, I'd be glad to, to explain to people. You can only blame yourself. You can't blame anybody else for the lack of your effort to work on yourself so you can then in turn help other people with your message. I'll yield the mic back to you. Thanks, Manny. Yeah, there's something also that comes to me. So um, I believe also in like different archetypes and one of my magic 
magic, <laughs> magic moments, let's say, or like one of my, my skill sets is um, I'm what we call an architect visionary, which is, I know that probably doesn't make sense, but essentially what that means is that part of my skills is helping give people baby steps into uh, from where they are into the path that they want to want to be, right? So for, again, if we're starting starting with this clean slate, who do you want to be, and then what's the pathway to be to get there? And many you mentioned persistence, and I would actually shift that up a little bit because when you have a lot of trauma, uh, sometimes that persistence can trigger, uh, or not sometimes, that persistence can trigger a trauma response, right? Like we can, and there are ways that you can tend to your autonomic nervous system while staying persistent with the curiosity and the exploration of it. So it's, to me, um, like I, when I was ready to like, you know what, like, screw it, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to start going live every week. And I will learn, you know, live in front of everybody, you know, same with you going on live when you know, when you were in the midst of, of the flood and everything else is like, I'm just going to show up as who I am. And that's going to have to be enough. Or rather, it's not like it's going to have to be enough. It's going to be enough for the people who are ready to hear my message. Right. And there's also baby steps to how you can do that. So Nanny mentioned like doing the recording live just on your phone. I personally, again, maybe it's the middle child thing, but I, I like an audience. <laughs> so maybe it's actually like practicing these talks that you would give with friends. Who is it safe for you to practice with if you do want an audience? Who is it safe that you can train your, your nervous system response that this is okay? that you are safe, that you're, you know, that, that you're going, you have room to play and explore. And then you start to stretch that, uh, or you start to play with that growth edge over and over and over again. So I think that's where the persistence comes to me is the persistence in playing with your growth edge of dipping a toe in to the, the discomfort of growth. Right. Because y'all growth is not a comfortable thing. If it was comfortable, everybody would be doing it all the time. Right. It's human nature to want to um, it's human nature to want to stay safe and to survive. Like that is our lizard brain keeping you safe and it's doing an excellent job. And also, you're probably not in the same circumstances you were when the lizard brain learned these things. Right. There is no lion chasing you. So um, I know we still have 10 minutes. So is there anybody else that wanted to add anything? I'm going to check my DMs. Ooh, all right. So I have another another anonymous question. Um, oh, actually, is it an anonymous question? Nope, I think this is just a request to chat later. All right, cool, we can do that. Um, so is there anybody else that wanted to, to speak to this? How is this landing? And y'all, imperfect speech is absolutely welcomed here. So even if you're just processing your thoughts and you want to do it out loud, uh, I'm a very big fan. I hear someone Andy. unmiking. Yes, Renee. Hi. Hey. <laughs> First of all, I love listening to this. This resonates with me. And as you know, me being a part of your aligned visionaries has just being a new, new member, a newbie. Um, I absolutely absolutely love this and uh manny you have said so many things that um i've needed to hear <laughs> um being a stylist in the music industry and uh for so many years um not needing the social media and marketing because it was all word of mouth um and so now i'm finding myself in a position where i have to push myself but i also need to be gentle because i'm an introvert <laughs> and i'm great one-on-one -on -one with people and once i get in there to do my job i'm able to do it in an instant not a problem at all but even just sitting here with all of you and just speaking even though you guys can't see me right now I'm nervous about it. And that is something that this is, this is pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I love, love, love both of you uh, making me feel uh, safe and it's okay to just get up here and say whatever I needed to. So I wanted to thank you both for that. Renee, I want to applaud you because of exactly what you just said, right? You are stretching your your window of tolerance for discomfort and i'm really proud of you is all i want to say oh, i was going to say the same thing you know <laughs> kudos to you for showing up 
right? And, and overcome it. Like you just said, I need to dip your toe into the waters of discomfort and learn to be comfortable in the, uh, the discomfort itself. Good Thank for you. Thank you, Manny. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You're amazing, Renee. Hey. And it's also like, one of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I heard someone on my- Oh yeah, hi, it's Kinter from Grenada. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Hey, champions. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hello, everyone. So I love this conversation. And, you know, everyone is saying such valuable things. And, you know, going back to what Manny said, like, I think, you know, your desire, you know, when you do some introspection, your is your desire great? Is it greater to serve others? Is it greater to, you know, to use your experiences to help others? Because that's why they, 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 they grew through you, right? Or is it about you, 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 you know, I mean, we live in a world and there's a lot of people that's about me, 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 but you know, when you get to a point where you realize, you know what, this is not about me, this is bigger than me, you know, and when you get to some wisdom that it's happened through you in order to help others. And, you know, those things that we tell ourselves, like what's happening between our ears, I think that's just the number one reason because everybody would have an opinion, but your, your opinion comes down to your beliefs, right? Because for example, I used to think that I laughed too much. And why did I think that? Because at, when I was 12 years old, my mother would like ring my air, like turn my air really like, you know, I don't know if any in the Caribbean, they do all these weird things. But anyways, <laughs> I would laugh so much uncontrollably sometimes and she'd be like, why stop laughing? And I would, I just couldn't stop laughing sometimes. And I realized as an adult and when I had to, you know, speak in front of people and I would try to hold back my laugh or my smile because I would think, oh no, that's too much. You're not supposed to do that. And that was because it's tied directly to that experience. So, you know, just being aware of, um, you're no longer in that flight fight mode, you know, now you have the opportunity to create the life you want. And when did you forget that you are the creator, you are in the driver's seat? So it's just that awareness. And also someone, some wise person said, knowledge isn't power, it's applied knowledge. So applying the knowledge in your life every day that you learn. And also there are exercises for like nerves. Listen, nerves is real. We all experience it. Even the greatest person experienced nerves, right? Even Oprah said when she just started, she was trying to be someone else. So it's just our limiting beliefs and um, apply the knowledge and, you know, find out more about you, your why and, you know, things like that. So that's just what I wanted to say. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Kinter. Thank you for that share. And it actually, what resonates in me with what you shared too is the saying that that became a mantra, especially early on in my um, in my entrepreneurial career, is um, especially as a neurodivergent person, where perfectionism tended to be the reason why I wouldn't show up in a way that I wanted to show up. It's this phrase that imperfect action is better than imperfect action. Wait, did I say that right correctly? Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. I had not said it right. <laughs> right. And that's and that's also like Renee to what you were speaking to earlier, like knowing that it's safe for you to come and show up. And also by like, like I know we live in a world, and Manny, you were mentioning this earlier about the loyal followers too. Like we live in a world where there is a little bit of fear of like cancel culture, right? Like Absolutely. if I say the wrong thing, if I if I misstep. And to me, like, I mean, I will flat out say, like, I, I very much believe that cancel culture is supremacy culture at play, right? Because we are is, all yes. humans. Yeah, we're all humans. We are meant to be growing and evolving. Does that mean you can harm indiscriminately? Absolutely not. Does that mean that you get to skirt accountability? Absolutely not. But this world where we, where we are pressuring people to show up perfectly is setting people up to fail. And if we want to shift this culture, we have to give ourselves permission to shift first. Right. You can't expect somebody else to do it for you. Nicely said. You can't expect. Thank you. Like you can't expect someone else to give you permission to be human, to have the grace to grow. And that's also, by the way, why I really love centering values in your marketing is that you get to show up as a human and not as a robot not as a marketing machine, not as this coach that's going to show up and do all these things and not make any mistakes. Like, I hope that I make mistakes that I'm going to learn from. I know I'm going to like, look, like that's how I learn. I mean, I also learn through grace and love uh, and also mistakes. 
and being held by the people who know me. Because again, I share from a place of values. I share from a place of ethics. I'm not here to dupe anybody. I'm not here to manipulate anybody into like spending money for something that's not going to serve them. And yes, I am a business owner. I'm a multiple business owner, right? So all of these things can coexist in building your business, that it's sustainable to you, that it's sustainable to others, create space for you to grow, create space for others to grow with you. And it all starts with recognizing how you're showing up with fear and when you're showing up with fear. Absolutely. And you lead by example. Listen, I have my fears, I have my insecurities, and I face them and I share them. And when you do that, it opens up this world of people that are like, oh man, thank you so much. Like we just heard, you know, it's refreshing to hear the verdict of somebody to acknowledge what you're actually feeling. Because people, everyone out there who's listening to this and who's listening to me speak, sometimes I still get nervous going on stage. I'll forget my lyrics. And you can't take yourself too seriously in this culture. And just like you said, this cancel culture, it's just nonsense. We're being educated by this, this fantasy that won't allow us to be who we are. And me personally, I like to offset that by showing up as myself. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. Well said, well said. All right, y'all. Uh, this has been a really fun hour. Um, I, I really enjoy these conversations. I, and again, like y'all, middle child syndrome, validation is really important to me. Uh, not important to me. Words of affirmation is how I receive love. Let me rephrase that because again, I will still misspeak as well because uh, I am a growing human. So if any of this did resonate, like I would love for to hear from you in my DMs, both here and on Instagram. Like it really fills my soul. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.